Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. We have a very fun episode today because it is a casual chatty Q&A episode. I have been listening a lot to Gals on the Go lately, which I've always loved Gals on the Go, but I haven't really listened to the podcast in a bit of time. But recently I was catching up on some of their episodes and I just love how conversational, if you guys don't know Brooke and Danielle, I'm sure you guys know Brooke and Danielle, but they have a podcast called Gals on the Go and it's very chatty. It's just like you're sitting down with a friend and that's kind of the vibe that I wanted this week. There aren't any overarching topics that are on my mind, but I will say I have quite a few things I want to intro this episode with. Some things that I've been going through, good things mostly. So I'll share those things too. But I asked for questions over on my Instagram a couple weeks ago for an Instagram Q&A and I just didn't get to get to everything. So I decided that I would just go through there and pick some of the questions out that were asked a lot or that I thought were interesting, things that I haven't really talked about that often, some that I have here and there. But I hope you guys enjoy this episode. For the intro of today, I want to share my high and low of the week because if you guys have been following the vlogs lately, and I've talked about this on the podcast, and I probably sound like such a broken record whenever I keep talking about this, but I recently went off of hormonal birth control at the end of January, and I've shared a whole video. I think it's something about like the title, Some Things Need to Change or something on YouTube. I go into more detail about why I'm not trying to get pregnant right now, but I just felt for a while that I've been on birth control, was on it pretty young, had never really had regular cycles, and I've just been researching a lot about women's health and trying to figure out my hormones and all that jazz. And so I just felt motivated to get off. And that's kind of the short summary of that. And sometimes I forget that some people probably don't care at all about this. So if you guys want to skip through this, you can skip through the first 10 minutes because this is just a journey that I've been on lately. But I talk about this in a vlog that I'm posting, but I basically haven't gotten my period back since I went off. So I went off at the end of January and it had been about three months. And everywhere that I read online, it said you should give your body a solid three months to kind of figure things out, get back into it. It does take time to kind of get your period back sometimes. And even when you do get it back, it'll take sometimes a while to regulate and become more of a consistent cycle because that's something that I've been trying to do to better track my body and just be more in tune with my body, if you will. And it's so funny because I had just called my gynecologist because it had almost been three months and I just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Wanted to make sure there weren't any hormones that were kind of out of whack, out of balance if it was causing it because I hadn't gotten it yet. And I had called and I talk about this in a vlog, but just had a very frustrating call and felt like I wasn't really being taken seriously. And I think a lot of times when it comes to health, sometimes you do have to be your own best advocate because sometimes you aren't taken very seriously. I mean, there's so many people with health issues that are so much more important than mine too. And so I totally get that this is not the most important thing in the world. But, and I really love my doctor. It was just the person at the front desk was very confused, was kind of joking about me like, oh, well, maybe you're pregnant. Maybe that's why. And just, I felt very, it just felt very condescending sending the conversation. And so I ended up booking that appointment, but it wasn't till the end of May. I was a little bit discouraged because I wanted to start figuring this out now. And then the next day, lo and behold, I have finally started my period. And I don't think I have ever in my life been so excited to actually start my period. It was so funny. I like texted Aiden. I was in Target and I was just so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe it just happened. And the reason why is because I do think that when it comes to as a woman, your cycles and everything, especially when things are just regular and consistent, 
it is kind of a marker of if things are going right with your body, if your body's in sync and everything. And so it was just one of those things I was wanting to get back on track. But I finally have gotten my period back. And this doesn't mean that it's going to be super consistent or anything. But it's just nice to know that it wasn't going to take me up to a year because that was something that I was really worried about. And I've just been paranoid about like having PCOS or something like that. And I don't know, there are just so many things that can happen when it comes to your cycle and everything as a woman. And so it just feels good to have it back. But I will say it is reminding me why I went on the pill in the first place. Because for me, I went on because I just had really uncomfortable periods. And I just want to say that I'm not someone who's anti-birth control either. I just want to put that in the beginning. I know what painful periods are like when it comes to getting just uncomfortable cramps to the point where I had to leave class in college when I tried to go off and had just, I'm sorry, this is TMI, but extremely heavy cycles that would last for months on end. And none of those things are normal. And I know that hormonal birth control can really help these things. So I totally understand. I just want to say that out there. And especially if you're working a traditional nine to five job, it's really difficult to be able to, you know, deal with that every single month while also having to go into an office. I'm very thankful that I work from home and I just do have more flexibility. So it's easy to kind of figure this out. I just don't ever want to come off as I'm better than anyone by doing this. This is just something that I've recently started doing for myself. And it has been um, it honestly hasn't been as bad as I thought it would be. It's not as bad as my periods were originally before I went on birth control, but I will say that they are definitely not fun. I have been woken up in the night two nights in a row now by just really painful cramps to the point where it was 1.30 last night and I was stuffing rice in a sock to create a heating pad because we didn't have a heating pad and had to go sleep on the couch because I felt like I was keeping Aiden up because I was just tossing and turning a lot. And so those things are not fun but I will say because I'm older now and when I was a kid I think that I would always view and I definitely think that pain can be a sign that something is wrong especially when it comes if you're in excruciating pain from your period I think that that can be a sign that something's wrong but now it's almost kind of this thing where I feel like my body is strong enough to go through it and I feel more motivated to just deal with it. But I definitely was taking painkillers and everything so it was not fun. And it made me think, I was listening to this podcast from this Skinny Confidential. They had a midwife on their podcast. She was talking about unmedicated births versus medicated births, which I have absolutely no opinion on. I just think it's interesting to hear different perspectives on different things. And she was talking a lot about what it's like to give birth. And I just think it's really interesting hearing those things. Again, not pregnant. Obviously, I'm talking about getting my period, but I'll have that episode in the show notes. I just thought it was an interesting one. But I'd always kind of toyed at the idea of when I get pregnant one day thinking, you know, maybe I'll try to do an unmedicated birth because I have two sisters who did that, my sister-in-law and my sister, Lindsay. And then my other siblings also did like epidurals and everything. So I have no opinion on this, like I mentioned, but last night when I was dealing with these pains I was like you know what an epidural I think is gonna sound nice one day because oh my goodness it's just crazy how much pain your body can feel too but it's also crazy to see how much it can take so just very interesting I know that that was a lot of information that you probably did not anticipate when you clicked on this episode but I felt called to share that and I also just wanted to say I'm trying to I'm thinking of switching to a menstrual cup instead of using tampons which again sorry if this is TMI but I was actually in the drugstore and I was buying tampons and then I saw the menstrual cup and I just went ahead and picked it up because I've always heard that that actually helps with cramps weirdly and 
I mean, I don't live the most environmentally conscious life. If you watch my videos or anything, you'll see. But I do try to think of ways in terms of things that I do really regularly. How can I like limit the amount of waste I have or anything? And when it comes to having your period every month, using something like a menstrual cup is obviously much better for the environment because you're not throwing away tampons. And it's just crazy when you look at the ingredients in a lot of tampons, and especially now with the shortages and everything, there just aren't as many options in the drugstore to get kind of the more natural, only cotton tampons or whatever. The ingredients in some of them like latex and parabens, and it's just kind of concerning to think that that's up in your body for a week at a time. Not one tampon, obviously, but throughout the week when you're using multiple ones. But then again, I think a menstrual cup is plastic. So I don't really imagine that that's much better. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that much. But if you guys have ever used a menstrual cup, let me know if you've had a good experience because I would love to hear that. And then lastly, the other thing I wanted to mention is another podcast I've been liking. So I've talked about in my vlogs and I think on the podcast how I felt very much entrenched in my daily mundane stuff that's going on. Just, you know, getting things done, planning things, figuring out our moving process, all that. Just very like boring things, but things that have been really consuming me. And something that has helped me lately, and I've talked about one to just be more curious and learn more about life is to kind of shift from ironically as I'm doing this podcast episode that's casual and chatty to actually trying to learn more about the world around me instead of just focusing on my own world and obviously this is something that's always good to do but recently I have been listening to this podcast it's called All In and actually it's one of Aiden's favorite podcasts it's a very popular podcast so you probably have heard of it too but it's with four different guys that work in the tech and like the venture capital industry and all that and they talk a lot about different like economic events that are going on tech events political things social things and they all kind of have different viewpoints on things so it's just interesting hearing different topics but in a very conversational friendly way and I've been loving their podcast it is a little bit above my knowledge especially the stuff about tech things I'm just not really into the tech world but I especially like the economic stuff that they have talked about they've been talking a lot about just things that are going on current events in the world and it's been good for me to kind of just learn and hear different perspectives and it's been kind of my form of news lately and it's also just very digestible and easy to listen to especially from someone who can often be intimidated by a lot of those things so I wanted to share that if you're looking for a podcast it's very interesting and Aiden always listens to it in the car and I'll get little snippets of it but I've been actually keeping up with it lately and listening to it and I really like it and the last thing that I wanted to say for my intro was that I am going on a spontaneous trip this week from Wednesday to Saturday I'm going to be posting about that on my Instagram and I'm going to be vlogging there it's a familiar place that I'm sure you can guess but I'm so excited I'm going with me my sister Jamie my mom my sister-in-law my sister-in-law Lindsay who has my niece Charlotte who is four years old four or five I think she's four or five she might be five now I feel like that's crazy if she's actually five but we are all going together and it's going to be so much fun just to have kind of a girls trip we're also seeing family so it's going to be a lot of fun and I know spontaneous travel was actually on my 
things that I was trying to do less of because I didn't want to spend as much on really expensive plane tickets. But um, but flights, surprisingly, to this place were actually relatively cheap. So it's going to be fun. I'm really excited to go there. Again, if you guys want to stay tuned, I'll have a vlog out from there and then also over on my Instagram. But those are all the intro things. I, there was a lot of everything. We had some economics. We had some period talk. We had traveling. So I hope you guys enjoyed that intro. But let's go ahead and get into the questions. Someone asked, are you still using CBD from Equilibria? So I am. I still use my CBD. Aiden actually uses it too, but I have the soft gels and I also have the drops from Equilibria and I do use those, but I used to use those a lot before bed, but I've recently been taking, it's like this mix that you put in your drink. It's called Beam and it has a lot of sleep enhancing vitamins. Like it has CBD in it, melatonin, magnesium. And I've been taking that before bed and that's really helped me calm down. I actually think it really works. I think a lot of that stuff is placebo, but it's like a hot cocoa drink, but it doesn't have a ton of sugar in it or anything. And it's really delicious. So I've been doing that before bed, but sometimes throughout the day, if I'm just feeling a little bit wired, I will use my CBD from Equilibria too, but I'm just not working with them anymore. So I don't post about them that often, but I still take them. This one says, how often do you drink a week? So this definitely depends on how social we are, I'd say. I would say right now I probably drink about once a week. Typically that's pretty consistent. I would say I do with my friends or if Aiden and I go out, I don't drink a ton. I don't love the feeling of drinking more than like say two glasses of wine or like one drink if I get something like a margarita or something. But I do drink once a week. I'm not anti-drinking at all. I just think I know it's not the best thing for my body. It's more from that perspective than like a religious thing or something. Jesus turned water into wine, you know? So I don't think it's the worst thing. I just know everyone has a different relationship with alcohol and they're around different people who have had bad experiences with alcohol. So I just think it's a very personal thing for everything or it's a very personal thing for everyone. But I personally just probably drink about once a week. Do you feel like you ever idolize working out and healthy eating? No. At this stage of my life, I definitely don't. I think I have in the past. I opened up a lot about that in my episode that I did on my relationship with health and fitness. And I would say in high school, I definitely did, especially when it came to eating healthy more so and whatever, quote, healthy means to you. I definitely did idolize that in my life. And I think I was just watching a lot of content too that kind of led me to that way. I think right now I have a, right now I say I think, but I know that I have a very healthy relationship, especially with working out. I truly, from the bottom of my heart, work out because it is for my mental health. It makes me feel so just kind of in tune with my body. And that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately and just, you know, listening to my body. And I think it's also been really fun for me and Aiden. So since doing F45 consistently and everything, it's been really good for our marriage too because literally those workouts are like team workouts too the other day the workout we had to do these jump squats and you had a band around both of your waist which was just fun and I think it's something that we get to do together it's motivating being with the other person doing it and getting stronger with the other person and I think that's been like 50% of the reason why I like it but I share this a lot often um, I share this a lot on the podcast and on my videos but for me, working out, it's one of those things where when I feel very out of control in a lot of other elements of my life, it does give me a lot of purpose just being able to wake up and focus on something that's just going for a run and pushing myself in that area. And it makes the other things less 
stressful. And I, I like truly believe that God gives us endorphins from working out as a blessing because it just, it feels so good completing a workout. But no, I'm at a place where today it's Sunday and I'm not working out and I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm not even walking. I'm very inactive today and I'm totally okay with that. I'm never down on myself or pushing myself. I just know I feel better when I'm in a consistent working out routine. And that's something that's taken quite a bit to get to that point. But yeah, I really feel like I'm at a good point with it right now. How do you motivate yourself when feeling unmotivated working self-employed? This is a great question. I actually want to do an episode with my friend Melissa, who is a photographer. And I want to do one all about like being self-employed and freelancing in terms of finances and self-discipline and all those things. I was just thinking about this in church, which is about I should have been focusing in the moment, but I was, <laughs> had a brief moment where I was thinking about that. And for me, I mean, it's pretty practical that I don't make money unless I work. So that is a really good motivator. And obviously money isn't the only reason why I enjoy what I do. I love what I do. And that's another big reason why I feel motivated. And honestly, it's motivating because I have people who are constantly, and this could be for good or for bad, but people who give me the gratification when I post things. And, you know, the other day I missed an upload on YouTube and felt super bad and it was totally my fault. I just got behind and I needed a week to kind of catch up because we had family in town. And it's often hard when there are things going on in your life when you're also vlogging and everything because you're trying to be present with those things, but you're also recording your life. So it's difficult. And I just didn't do a great job about it. And I actually got a comment I forgot if it was on Instagram or YouTube, but it was someone saying that I was very unprofessional and lazy because I was missing podcasts and YouTube videos. And I think part of the reason why that song was because it was a little bit true because I just wasn't doing a good job. But partly it just wasn't a very kind comment. And so I remember I sent something snappy, not snappy as in in a rude way, but I was just kind of being defensive. And then I thought to myself, you know, hey, that probably was not the best response to do. But it's motivating when people actually care when I don't post. People actually expect things on, you know, Monday when my podcast goes up. And so that is a really good motivation. I think I also just feel very blessed to be doing what I'm doing. And I do see it as a responsibility as much of as you know, just, it's not a hobby. I think that a lot of times people could look at this kind of job and think that it's just kind of, oh, you're like, I mean, I went to my dentist the other day and I always explain what I do. And my family goes to my dentist too. And I remember my mom went like a week later and he's like, oh yeah, Michelle was in here telling me how she like plays around with that YouTube stuff, which I love my dentist. He is a very kind man. He just does not understand <laughs> what I do. And that does not offend me at all. But my mom was like, I just think it's funny that people still like they just don't understand that it is also a job. Yeah, it's just something that is motivating to do. I think also, I think especially since getting married to and having joint goals within our marriage to save a certain amount of money or wanting to buy a home or whatever it is, that is a big motivator too for me to just keep working hard and also wanting to be able to be generous too with our money and you have to make money to do that too. So, Honestly, yeah, but in terms of day-to-day -day stuff, something I've been trying to do lately is just stop scrolling as much. Screen time was down 17% last week, which is really good for me. My screen time is really high. That's also because I do social media, but still it shouldn't be as high as it is. 
So I think just not scrolling as much. I've been trying to be better at planning things a month in advance. That's why I've been doing the monthly resets to be more on top of, okay, this is the video I'm doing this week. This is the video I'm doing this week. And just having a clear agenda each week. And something that I've always kind of done in terms of when I was in college or even now with my work is doing the things that I don't want to do first in the day because I know if I put them off, they're not going to get done, especially when Aiden comes home from work around 530 I am not going to want to do that thing at 530 that I was supposed to do in the morning because now he's home and I want to spend time with him. And so if I just do those things first, the things that are not very fun, that are more inconvenient, it helps me. And so I don't end up having to do those things when I lack the most motivation in that moment. So I don't know if that was helpful. But again, I do want to do that episode with my friend and we can elaborate more on that one. I have a few dog ones here that I'll just run through quickly. Someone asked, why did you get a male golden retriever versus a female? So there really wasn't a reason. I didn't feel strongly about getting a female or a male. I had just always grown up with female dogs. So I had my golden retriever, Daisy, our German shepherd, Roxy, who's still alive. And then we also had Mandy, who was a mix that my parents had rescued from someone. And I just had never had a boy dog, so I kind of liked the idea of switching up and getting a male dog. And at the time when we were getting ours from our breeder, they just had more males available that weren't taken from the list or whatever. So we just went ahead and went with a male, but I didn't have any strong preference at all. Neither did Aiden either. We just kind of wanted a golden retriever. So someone also asked if he would consider getting another dog. I think I was more pro getting another dog maybe a couple of months ago but recently I've just kind of realized how much of a responsibility it has it is having one dog and we do like to travel too and finding someone and my family typically watches cash when we go on vacations having them watch two of cash would just be a lot to ask and I just think that that would be hard and obviously we love cash so much I I I don't know splitting time between two dogs seems really difficult and I would definitely rather have a baby before getting another dog at this point in life but I'm not opposed to it I just realized how expensive and how much work it is having a dog I do that before getting cash but I just think adding another dog into the mix would be a little bit crazy but We'll see. I, I'm never say never. I have no idea. But right now, that's kind of where my mind's at. Someone asked, did your modesty change after you got married? Or I think, I don't know if she means like, did my opinions on modesty change? So modesty is something that I don't really talk a lot about on this podcast. Because for one, I think that a lot of times we always talk about modesty in terms of the way that you're dressing and like the outfits that you wear or whatever but I think that modesty is much more than just what you wear it's like your attitude and the character that you have and I think that modesty is extremely subjective too and I I don't know I tread lightly by saying that I think it is a personal thing but I for one know that I do not dress the most modestly in the world I wear shorts I wear crop tops and so I don't feel like an authority to talk about this and like anything on my podcast I never really feel like an authority to talk about it I'm just sharing my own opinion and that's what this podcast is so it's totally okay if you disagree with me but I don't think it really changed I mean I actually saw this question I actually asked Aiden I was like do you think that this has changed for me and he said no but I feel like I've always kind of dressed the way that I have recently I don't know. I think I used to talk about modesty a little bit more back when I was like in high school and early college, but it's just not really something that I delve on because I do think it's kind of personal. And yeah, I don't really think that's a great answer, but it hasn't changed. I mean, I've always kind of dressed the same and 
I wear things that I feel comfortable in. Do you ever feel the pressure to make everything fit your aesthetic? And she also said she loves her videos so much. So thank you so much. But I would say no. I do kind of feel this pressure on YouTube because it is good for your quote brand to kind of make sure that your videos all align with one another, your thumbnails kind of match and your style is similar because you're attracting an audience that's attracted to kind of one thing. And it does get complicated when you have, you know, we're all like multifaceted people. So we have a lot of interests and things that we enjoy, but I don't really feel pressure to make my life aesthetic. I don't think I ha I'm never going to have the most aesthetic home. I'm never going to have the most aesthetic outfits or home. So I don't really feel pressure from myself to do that. And it's funny because my mom was actually over yesterday and I was talking about how like, oh yeah, I don't really know all the interior design rules. And I feel like my apartment or home isn't perfect but she said it makes it your style when it's just a bunch of things that you enjoy and you put it all together and that is aesthetic for you it's your home especially if you're talking about that so I would say no I do think when I'm posting on my Instagram stories or on my Instagram yeah I am definitely trying to curate an image it's meant to convey a certain thing I would say that in my YouTube videos I do try to open up and be raw and real and vulnerable and honest about things and even on this podcast too but when it comes to visually curating things it is part of the job to kind of make things look aesthetic and beautiful and especially when you're trying to sell products and I think I used to think that that was kind of a bad thing but I think unless you're being totally deceptive but I want people to come to my videos and feel inspired and you know, that does come with curating an image online, but I also just went into 10 minutes of detail about my period. So that's also me too. And I think that it's just ebbs and flows a lot, but I've been trying to kind of get more into trying to make things visually beautiful, especially on Instagram. That's just really hard for me. You guys know my struggle with taking the photos and everything, but with doing the Instagram reels and doing the Instagram reels and everything lately has been fun. If you could travel anywhere, where would you go? So I would absolutely love before we have kids or even when we have kids I don't think my brother is taking their year old daughter to Italy this summer so I think that you can do whatever you want even when you have kids but I have always wanted to go to Switzerland that's like my dream place I've never been overseas beyond the Bahamas which I don't even really think counts but I did have to use my passport so I guess it kind of counts but yeah Switzerland is a place we've always wanted to go especially to hike I just it looks like such a magical place so if you've ever been feel free to let me know that's kind of my dream place but I would love to travel to so many different places I think that travel is just so much fun like seeing new things and experiencing new places it's nice because I think that I appreciate traveling but I also love my life at home too so it's a good balance of I don't only feel inspired and happy when I'm kind of escaping the place that I'm at but I also really enjoy doing that with traveling too so yeah Switzerland would be really cool though this one says I want to resolve things with an ex-friend should I message them I say yes and this is something that I'm saying yes because I actually just got back from church and he was giving a sermon on the beatitudes so each week we go through a different one and this one it was blessed are the meek for they will inherit the kingdom of God I believe is what the verse says but talking about meekness and how no one thinks of being meek as something that's a sign of strength but he was specifically talking about how we just get so worked up and it was the story of how you know, Peter drew his sword and cut off, I forgot his name. I am so bad at my Bible trivia, guys, but he cuts off Malchus's. I think that's his name. I'm saying that wrong, but he cuts off his ear in anger. 
thinking that he's defending the Lord. And he was talking about how that's not always meant to be our response. Not that you shouldn't be compassionate about things that are, you know, promoting the truth and defending what's good. Obviously, those are good things. But the Bible also says, blessed are the meek. And when you think about the spirit of God and Jesus, there is meekness there. And he was talking about, you know, seeking forgiveness from other people. And even if you don't get the response you want, feeling okay with that and not letting that spur you to be like angry or resentful and bitter. And I was thinking about how often I don't do that in my personal life in terms of when conflict comes up or even if it's not necessarily a fight or anything, but things just kind of simmer out and you don't really know what happened and how we don't seek clarity with those things. And I definitely think it's worth having the conversation and just to see and to move towards it with a posture of just love and wanting to understand and not being resentful trying to like defend yourself all the time that's something I've been trying to work at lately because there are always things that are going to come up in our life in terms of conflict and it's it's easier to be the one to sit back and snicker and grow resentful and bitter but how much more rewarding is it to be the person who actually tries to get clarity out of the situation you know so that's something that I think that you definitely should depending on what happened with a friend obviously if it's a really unhealthy situation and it's not good for you to be around that person I think that's a different story but I think it's worth especially if you're thinking about it and it's just making you wonder I think it's helpful to get clarity and see what happened this one says I'm curious if you have any friends who aren't religious I definitely do I think that that's maybe an assumption people have is that Christians only hang out with Christians. And maybe that's true for some. And I think it's very helpful to hang out with people who share the same faith as you in terms of like, you know, having a similar outlook on life and wanting to be motivated to glorify God and all that. But I do think it's also helpful to have people around you who don't share the same perspective and just not to be in an echo chamber. So yeah, I definitely do. Okay. This one says, how did you take the first step to becoming a content creator and learning to edit videos? This is a question that I get quite often. And maybe I'll talk about this too with my friend when we do the free. I haven't even asked Melissa if she would want to do that. I'm saying we're going to do this, but I'm sure she'll be down. So um, I started way back in the day. So I've been doing YouTube since I was seriously in middle school. I would just make funny music videos. I mean, YouTube back in the day was kind of like how TikTok is now or maybe how it used to be in quarantine where you do the dancing videos and music videos. I'm the youngest of five, so I was just always kind of bored with my siblings. And so I just started posting YouTube videos and slowly I started to get into the beauty and fashion segment, which I knew absolutely nothing about. I thought I knew how to do makeup. I wanted to be Blair Fowler, Juicy Star 07. And I then ended up buying a MacBook after saving up and just slowly started getting into YouTube, got into lifestyle vlogs, and I would say I started making it more of a job when I was in, I'd say the early days of college. That's kind of when I solidified it as, you know, this is actually something substantial I can keep working at and maybe make a job one day. As far as editing goes, I think you can learn absolutely anything from Google and YouTube. I am not an expert at editing. I'm actually pretty old school. Like, I don't know all the shortcuts, but I use Final Cut Pro. It's just complicated enough for me where it has just the things that I need but it's not overly complicated and it makes it really easy to learn and I really love it. Editing is my favorite part about what I do. I love putting together videos, finding music. It's the most kind of creative inspiring thing for me to be doing and so I really enjoy the editing aspect of things but that's how I started. I think with anything Sometimes we just think about things so much without, like, for example, this is my personal example, with making sourdough bread. It's something that I have been wanting to do for a while. I felt very intimidated. I've decided, you know, I'm never going to know enough. 
I'm never going to have all the right research. I just have to start. And I think you learn as you go. I made my first loaf a week ago and it was kind of a fail. It was delicious. It tasted great, but I didn't do it perfectly. It wasn't perfect sourdough bread, but I'm going to try again next week. And slowly you'll get better the longer that you're posting things you'll figure out what people like and also what you like posting and that balance of posting for other people but also posting things that you enjoy and you'll slowly learn and that's kind of like how I talked about finding that podcast and listening to like the world events and when it comes to tech I know absolutely nothing but I think for a while we just sit and label myself as oh I'm not a tech person or oh I don't really know that much about economics or oh I'm not a math person we just label ourselves as things and it's like no you can just slowly learn and I think the people that I love to be around the most sorry I'm going on a tangent with this question but I was thinking about this people that I love to be around are people who are so curious about life but in a humble way where they admit that they don't know everything and so they try to learn and they ask questions and they don't act like they have it all together but they have that curious heart towards things in life and that's something that I've been wanting to be more like and I think especially when you have kids too like seeing my siblings have kids you see the world through their eyes too and just having that childlike joy and curiosity about all these things in life it's so good to have and I think when you're starting any new thing whether that be creating videos online or trying to learn more or read more you just throw yourself in and you learn as you go and that's the best way to kind of get better at it this one says did you ever have to reach out to companies for sponsorships or do they always reach out to you so primarily for me now and even I would say back in the day I didn't really reach out to that many brands I think now it's much easier to do that through Instagram DMs and everything but I think influencer marketing just wasn't as big so these companies would be like what are you doing if I message them back when I was in middle school starting out I probably could do that more if there was a dream brand that I wanted to work with actually I take that back I have DM'd one company recently I did a couple of months ago and they just didn't respond to me and they got back to me a month later and now I'm doing a partnership with them and I'm really excited because it's a brand that I use every day and hint hint that Cash uses every day too and so you definitely can do that but now I have a management company that I work with and if there are any dream brands that I work with I typically just tell them and they'll kind of go after it for me because they're taking a cut of everything that I make so it's kind of something that they can do. Now I would say most of the ones that I work with reach out to to me. Best financial advice for early 20s, first time making real money. I think that the thing that has helped me save that, well, there are two things that have helped me save a lot more money in my 20s. And I think I was still figuring this out when I first started making money. But number one, obviously, you know, to have a budget, but more specifically, it's really helpful to have actual buckets of where your money is going. So instead of just putting all of your money and obviously this is subjective to everyone's different. This is just for me. This has helped me a lot is instead of just having all your money in your checkings account when you get paid, actually sectioning that off into different accounts. So so Aiden and I have an account that's for our rent. And when I, we get paid, we put money in the rent bucket at the start of each month after we pay rent so we know okay this is already in there and then it'll get moved to taxes I actually have a video it's on how I budget and something with my money in my 20s it's a recent video that I did and I talk about this kind of bucketing method it's not rocket science I'm sure many people do this but for a while I just would keep all of my money in my checkings account and it just looks like you have more money than you actually have because it's just sitting there like I would know in my head that hey don't spend this money because it's for rent but it's just helpful seeing it in different places so setting aside money for taxes setting aside money for rent setting aside money for your savings and being specific about 
your savings accounts, even breaking those up. So something that helped for saving up for a down payment was actually moving that money into a totally different bank account that we honestly don't even see. So we check it maybe once a month, but anytime when we bucket our money out and we budget everything and there's money left over, we just move that money automatically over. And that account has grown a lot because it's not something that I'm intentionally looking at. I just put it, it's like a piggy bank. It's that idea of just putting away money, putting away money. And then you realize that, oh, there's money that is actually in there. That's a substantial amount that I can use one day. Even if you're only, you know, sending over $100, $200, $50, that money adds up over time. And the second thing, and this is just really practical, is it's easier to save money when you're making more money. And I know that sounds like obviously duh, but I think that I put so much pressure on myself, especially when I was younger to try to save all this money, but, and it's motivation. So if you get a promotion, so, you know, you've been at your company for a year, two years and you get promoted instead of inflating your lifestyle to spend more money, actually think of that as, okay, this is more money to save. And that is something that's been really helpful, especially with what I do in terms of brand deals and AdSense. And obviously my AdSense is higher when my views go up one month, like specifically for December on YouTube, usually your AdSense is a whole lot higher because ad rates are much better. It's Christmas time, people are shopping and then they shoot down in January. Instead of getting that December check and being like, oh my gosh, I have all this money. It's okay, no, I'm gonna keep saving this. I'm gonna keep saving this percentage. And when I work with a brand, those rates are sometimes consistent. I mean, there's a amount that I will never go under in terms of I'm never going to accept a deal that's under this amount just because I think that's not worth the work that I put into the video. But, you know, above that, they vary a lot. But no matter what the brand deal is, I'm saving a certain amount percentage of that. And that's been really helpful. So I think just don't put so much pressure on yourself when you're young and you're making a starting salary. You're not going to be able to save a ton of money, but it's starting with that amount in the beginning and setting the principles. So when, you know, you make more money and a lot of times people don't end up saving more money even when their income goes up because they have gotten used to this lifestyle. And that is just something to be aware of. And I don't know if that was totally helpful, but for me, that's been helpful for saving in my 20s. And I also say the thing about making more money because I don't really buy into the idea of just cutting out your $5 coffee to save more money. I mean, yes, if you're buying coffee every single day, that adds up. But I just think there's a way to be smarter about how you're making your money to figure out how to save better instead of being like, oh, I need to cut all of these things. I also have not been, I'm not like a designer bag person. I don't spend that much money on clothes and everything. This one says best advice for newlyweds. I get married on the 22nd. That's so sweet because our anniversary is also on the 22nd, 22nd of August. But um, I don't know if I have like one piece of big advice, but I would say to one, you probably hear this all the time, but just continue going on dates. I think it's easy when you get married, you just think, oh, I'm around this person all the time. That kind of counts as seeing them. But it's really important to actually set a time maybe once a week to, it doesn't have to be a fancy dinner, but you just sit down together and hang out and not be thinking about work and just stressful things that can come up through the week, but you're just thinking about your relationship and genuinely trying to keep learning about the other person. I think that that is really helpful, especially when, I mean, it's easy when you're newlyweds and everything's really bright and fun. And I mean, I still feel like it's been like that lately, but, but yeah, just setting aside that time to be intentional. And I think this is also another one that I don't think is possible for everyone, but it's been really helpful for us is just going to bed together has also been really helpful. I know that's another kind of basic one that you hear all the time but it is really sweet and not even a way of 
like sex or anything like that but just getting to talk about each other's day before you head to bed and just getting those last moments together like I love the fact that I get to start my day and end my day with Aiden every single day and usually end up waking up earlier than Aiden but we always go to bed at the same time like there's hardly ever I can't even remember maybe more than five times when I've gotten to bed before he has we always go to bed together I do know that that's not possible for everyone though so I'm if you're working a night shift or something I totally understand. I think everyone makes it work however it works for them. But I think for us that that's been really helpful to do and something that I would encourage you to do. And I also think this is kind of simple, but praying together, that's another kind of one that you might hear a lot depending on if you have a personal faith or anything. But it has helped us just feel more intimate together, sharing our prayer requests and actually praying for things around us together and just feeling more like a team. That's something that we try to do either before bed, not every night. I'm not going to lie and say that. And sometimes with marriage advice, as I get older, the more I'm like, I just don't like the idea of giving off this image that you have a perfect marriage or that you know everything. And I mean, I've only been married for maybe coming up on two years now in August. So it hasn't been that long. I don't have all this knowledge. And so, yeah, I just always want to say that with and honestly, any of the advice that I give, I'm just not an expert, but those are things that have been helpful. And I think especially just praying together and being on the same page in that way. Okay. I think that's everything that I have to share. I feel like this episode got really long. It's hard because on my new podcast recorder that I have, it doesn't really tell me the length of time because I break it up in segments and so I can't see. So hopefully this was around the 40 minute mark, but thank you guys so much for listening. Let me know if you enjoyed more of the questions-based podcast. I think that they're fun to do every now and then. And I think next week I'm recording my life advice episode. So if you guys want to submit any life advice questions, you can just email me at butwhatsnextpod at gmail.com. It's B-U-T-W-H-A-T-S-N-E-X-T-P-O-D at gmail.com. And those are always anonymous. If you have anything you need advice on, feel free to submit it there. And also feel free to write a review if you guys enjoy the podcast. Feel free to let me know if you enjoy. That always helps the podcast. And always tag me in an Instagram story. Let me know how you're listening because I always respond to those because it really means a lot to see how you guys are listening and if you guys are enjoying. So feel free to do that and I'll catch you guys in my next episode. Bye friends. Bye friends.